welcome to the Church Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Davis. All right, here with my co-host. Master Tyler Rose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Master. I'll throw my title in there. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, we're back with another one this week. So uh, so yeah, how are you doing, Pastor Tyler? We're going to get right into it. I'm good, man. Yeah? Doing real good. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am uh, I'm gearing up for my fourth wedding anniversary. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's it's well, it's it's not till next Friday. But next Friday, we're, yeah, we're a week away from our four year. Your wedding day. anniversary is on Good Friday. It is. Well, it wasn't in, it wasn't on Good Friday four years ago, but it's on Good Friday this uh, year. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I got every you. Good I'm Friday like, every year. Every year we celebrate our anniversary. How on- somber of a <laughs> wedding would it be? To have it on Good Friday. Well, it's that it's that this year. Man. So hopefully we die to ourselves. <laughs> hopefully we take up you our cross. You know what? Have fun. Celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Do it on so, Saturday. I'm just yeah. kidding. No, we'll we'll uh we'll have a good time. So so yeah, that's that's really what's on my mind today. Cause it's it's Friday today and, and next Friday's our anniversary. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a good four years. It's been a good four years. But uh but yeah, what else is going on with you, man? Talk to me. What's got what's up? Man, I, I don't have nothing for you. <laughs> I don't, my wedding anniversary is in October. <laughs> if we're going that route, all right, coming up on five years in October. Five years. Five years. Dang. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not as good as being on Good Friday, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, tell me about tell me about um, Parker's birthday. How was how was her birthday oh, celebration? Yeah, yeah. That that was really fun. Yeah. Because I remember, because last week it mm-hmm. was the next day that we were having it. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we um, she opened presents. Dentina and I did not get her anything, nothing. You don't have to because we got so much yeah, from you family. Don't have to. Yes. Listen, bro. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like uh, maybe family is listening to this. Maybe my in laws are listening. <laughs> I, I, but I I have bought barely anything for yeah. my children <laughs> in yeah. the back, like and that's and I hate saying that mm-hmm. but like I'm low key proud of it hey. because I haven't bought I mean I mean birthdays I mean we buy stuff at Christmas blah mm-hmm. blah blah but you know for the most part throughout the year clothes whatever they just they just inundate our children with all We're kinds the same of stuff. way. Yeah. Same exact way. So our, we, our family just picks us up like that. Yeah. Plus we've got a lot of nieces and nephews. Yeah. Who are older, so right. we reuse a lot of their stuff. Got you, and um, and it, it was a lot of fun. She got to eat cake, yeah, for the first time, yeah, and just it was everywhere. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, I was like, hey, you ain't gonna be the only one to eat it, so I cut me a little slice right. out of that thing, right? <laughs> Threw it down, you made a big mess of it like a child. <laughs> you had cake all over it's you, all over you too. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's bad. You know that you have a problem as a husband and father when. Your family sets down the cake in front of your daughter and your wife looks at you and says, please, if you love me and you love her, do not slam her face into that cake. And I'm like, what do you you think of me? Like, what kind of person do you think I am? And then you slam her face into the cake. And then I proceeded (laughs) to act like I was going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It freaked Tina out a little bit, but then didn't do it. No, Taylor did that to to Riley on his, it was, I think it was his first birthday. And like, mind you, Riley, when he was one, he like, he didn't really fool with like anybody. Mm. So we break, like, I mean, we put on this whole party. It was like a 
it was, his birthday's in October. So it was like this pumpkin theme. And it was, you know, we had it all set up. We had hay bales and sea kids and all kinds of stuff. And like, the, mind you, the whole time he's like just mugging everybody. Like, first <laughs> of all, why are all of you here? Mm-hmm. And is it for me? Because if it's for me, you can go home right now, <laughs> you know? And so like he had that sort of attitude the whole time. And so then it comes cake time. And my wife puts cake on and he just loses it. He was so mad about this cake on his face. So I know I know the cake in the face thing. Yeah. And I I was like, babe, why'd you do that? She was like, well, I had to. <laughs> but yeah, so it's yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. We we had a lot of fun. And uh, it was good just to have family in town too. Yeah. Cause we just did a little small, not even all of our family could come. We just right. had a little small thing. Yeah. It was like, you know, seven of us there, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And all of those family members stayed in our little two-bedroom apartment. Mm. And um, so that was that's fun. That's always fun. We were asleep all over the place. Right, right. But um, that, that's fun to us because yeah. we, don't, we don't get a whole lot of that. Right. So whenever whenever family's in town, we we, we keep them around as yeah. much as we can. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was good. Pack yeah, out the apartment, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. That's awesome, dude. Um, well, listen, I did forget this. Okay. I want to make sure that we, we shout out our sponsor. All right. Christian Center Church, uh, right here in South Bend, Indiana. All right. We're completely sponsored, supported and recorded here at the church. And, uh, yeah, check us out on the website, christiancenter.org. Uh, you can check out, you know, all this, all the things that are going on here at the church. Uh, you can check us out if you go to watch and listen, um, under that tab, you can see the podcast there. Check out Pastor Sermons, but uh, but yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to our uh, to our sponsor. Yeah, check out the app too. Yeah, there's a yeah, few yeah, yeah. app specific videos coming up mm-hmm. for um, Holy Weekend, Easter yeah. weekend coming up. So yeah, check those things out. They're, yep. They'll be really good. So if you go to, um, I think it's on Google Play app in in uh, the App Store in Apple the the Apple App Store. Um, and you just look up CC, uh, what is it? Is it, is it just Christian center church? If you look it up. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So yeah, look up Christian center church in the app store and you'll find it there as well. Um, but I also wanted to let you guys know that, that we're getting a lot of good feedback. And I think that that's like, it's so encouraging, um, as a creator to just get, to get feedback. And so we're getting a lot of good feedback from people, but listen, if you, if you're listening to this right now, and you haven't wrote a review, and if you're actually enjoying this podcast, I'm going to urge you to uh, to write a review. I think that 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 helps us out a yes, ton here on the podcast, um, and it gets us a little bit of a little bit of spotlight. and And of course, we want to read those reviews. And honestly, I I want to highlight those reviews. Mm-hmm. So if you leave a review, we're going to look for those, and um, hopefully, we can highlight it on the podcast. And as we have people kind of give us reviews, we'll let you know. I'm not going to get into one right now, mm-hmm. but we'll uh, we'll share a review that we got uh, next week. But if you're listening to this. Write a review. Um, yep. Show us some love on on these different platforms. So, so yeah. With that, I want to get into our I want to get into our subject, or our topic, or our individual this week. And um, so, I'm just gonna go ahead and kind of get into the bio uh, for for who we've got this week. I wrote the bio this week. All right. So so there won't be any um, epidural mistakes in our bio this week. I need a chance at redemption. Okay. No. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It 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 does not happen. It does, <laughs> it does. I was it was bad. I don't know what my problem was. 
yeah. that weekend. Yeah. Because, and I told you the next day. You did it again. I did it again. Yeah. I was trying to write down, I think it was to my dad. I forget who it was. It might've been Dentine. I was trying to say, I'll call you in a sec. Yeah. Oh no. And it did not oh, come out no. with a C. <laughs> It did not yeah. come out with a C. Wow. Um, so now I'm facing you're on a roll. harassment. Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah. But you're on a um, roll. that wasn't good. So I really, I got to proofread, yeah, man. You really should. I got to proofread. With a master's degree, it's you should like, proofread a it's little like bit more. I got more. done writing papers. And yeah. I proofread those things like eight times. And now I'm just like, yeah. I'm done. Now I'm you're not just proofreading another thing. You're skimming and scanning all your, I, I all can't your writings. E I can't even send a text message <laughs> and proofread it before I send it. That's so funny. So, um, so yeah, our, 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 um, guest this week, if you will, um, is a, is a woman who, who didn't really, she doesn't really have a lot of acclaim. Um, I couldn't even find a photograph of her. I couldn't either. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I searched, me trust too. me because, um, but yeah, I couldn't find a photograph of her, but she has some acclaim with some people of her time. And some people a little bit after her time. And I know that you're going to kind of hit on on who wrote about her um, in, in as you share. But our, our subject this morning is a, is a woman by the name of Lady Darcy Maxwell of Edinburgh. OK, so she was she lived in Scotland from uh, the year 1742 and died about 1810. And this woman, she belonged to to Scottish nobility. Okay, so she was a noble of Scotland, came from a noble family. Um, basically, they had bread, you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, so she came from Scottish nobility, and and here's so she doesn't have a long bio, and there's there's plenty about her life that we'll probably get into. Um, but the one, the major thing that I want to say about her her life or her biography is that she married um a fellow Scottish noble um but through a series of of events she ended up losing her husband and their young child and and this was all by the age of 19 mm. by the age of 19 she was a widow and she was childless um and so through that that is that that event or that those 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 afflictions that happening to her is what really propelled her to to the faith um and to the works that she ended up doing and that really just kind of set her on a on a on a crash course to really doing some some great things for God and really setting her life up to um to really run after Jesus and so a fun fact about lady maxwell and i'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more and i know our our uh, resident John Wesley fanatic, oh, you know it, Pastor Tyler. You know we can um, talk about that. Is gonna love this, but but Lady Maxwell was a close, close contemporary with John Maxwell. She wasn't a John Wesley. You John, said John, John Maxwell. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> I was like John Maxwell. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, I did it. I did it. So John Wesley. You John basically Wesley. just said epidural. Yeah. <laughs> so she was a close contemporary of John Wesley to the point that they exchanged a lot of letters and a lot of contact with one another. Um, and, and they knew each other fairly, fairly well. Um, so, yeah, she, that's that's kind of the bio 
on Lady Lady Maxwell, <laughs> John Maxwell, <laughs> on Lady Maxwell. And so I'm going to have, I'm going to pass it to Pastor Tyler so that he can kind of lead us into um, why we're talking about her and how this kind of really can can help us in our in our walk with uh with with Jesus. Yep. Like you said, there's very little that we know about Lady Maxwell. Yeah. Pretty obscure. Pretty obscure, yes, yeah. definitely. And most of what we have, so we do have um her diary. Yeah. Um and so there's, you know, there are things we can learn a little bit about her through that, but she re- she really didn't re- she didn't write a lot about herself. Yeah, usually she's writing about her desire to know Jesus exactly. more, and that that really permeates her writings. So most of what we have is what other people wrote about Lady Maxwell, both John Wesley, like you said, and I'll get to that later. John Maxwell, but, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to write about what Ian e. Bounds, um, the great the great author about prayer yeah. and other things, but he's, he's known for prayer. And, and I think that that's what he wanted to be known by. Yeah. Um, I know he's been very formative for me and you. Yes, definitely. In terms of, and we will talk about him in yes. the future. You definitely. Know, so definitely. And matter of fact, there was a quote we almost talked about this week Yeah, that he had. So we'll definitely hit that soon, but we wanted to, to talk about what he wrote about her. Yeah. And to me, how he talks about her and how John Wesley talks about her. I, I, I don't know if there's if there's a better way to be described by someone, especially someone like Ian Bounds, than the way he describes her here. So I'm just going to read a couple of sentences about what he says about Lady Maxwell. So Ian Bounds says, Lady Maxwell was contemporary with John Wesley and a fruit of Methodism in its earlier phases. Because remember, Methodism now is not, not what not what it was, was then. And, then. And yeah. I yeah, and I don't say that to throw shade. No, that, no. That's just the way it, it was is. just it like that was the I mean that was the <clears throat> this I mean and I'm just gonna say it the way that I'm feeling it, but like Methodism at the time was like the real it was like a real center of of true faith and Christianity at the time. I mean, this was a this was a movement. Yes. And people were re- like really deep, really deep. It was just such a deep time. Mm-hmm. And you see it with people like obviously John Wesley, all of his contemporaries, but you see yep. it in in women like yep. like like Lady Maxwell. Yep. So so go ahead and yep. talk about it. but I just that the, the methodism of, of what it was and I think that's why you're such a fan of it. Yes. It was because of the depth that these people were moved toward Jesus yep. in that time. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, it, it isn't, it wasn't what it is now. Right. You know, it really wasn't. It was right. a very, I mean, distinctly different. Mm-hmm. And again, that's no shade. Right. But when we say Methodism, I you got to think of, of what it was then and instead of what it is now. Yes. And at one of the things I'm very passionate about is how Pentecostalism, which is mine and your expression. Yeah. And I know at least some of our listeners, that's our expression of Christianity, that is a direct derivative right. of Methodism. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. And mm. I'm I'm very, very, very passionate about making that known because they were about piety, yep. they were about community, and they were about experiencing the spirit. And those three things, you know, that's yeah. those are those three things are really um unique to the core of Pentecostalism. Yeah. And and we are very different than some of the things they would say. Um but it, I, I just thought it, it was important to say that yeah. because there's a certain stigma when you say Methodist today. 100%. And I, I hate it because not all Methodist churches are the ones we think of yeah. when we hear yeah. Methodist. Yep. 
Um, a lot of them are alive and vibrant and mm-hmm. beautiful and those kind of things. And so I always feel the need to say that. Yeah. Um, because I, I just, this is very different. I don't know if there's any movement today, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any movement today that created the kind of culture that Methodism did in its it, early it, days. The, that, and that's exactly the word that I was getting ready to say. The culture of it was so different mm-hmm. and so deep. Yep. And, and and you can see it in the way that these people wrote. Like you said, Lady Maxwell, and I know we got to get into it, mm-hmm. but like the way that she wrote and the way that these people wrote about Jesus and their their experience and like the revelations that, that they were having at the time and how they related their their personal experience in their life in, in the, the, the honesty and the vulnerability. And like you said, the community of it, the culture was just different. Very different. And I think it's a culture that we all kind of desire yes. to see, mm-hmm. but, but, but that's, yeah, that's what it was. Very it true. It was very different. Very true. Like you said, I know we got to get into it. Yeah. But he says she was a contemporary with John Wesley and a fruit of Methodism in its earlier phases. She was a woman of refinement of culture and of deep piety. Separating herself entirely from the world, she sought and found the deepest religious experience and was a woman fully set apart to God. Her life was one of prayer, of complete consecration to God and living to bless others. She was noted, this is important because this is what we're going to land on, this sentence coming up. She was noted for her systematic habits of life, which entered into and controlled her religion. Her time was economized and ordered for God. Mm. So really, like you and I were just saying, Lady Maxwell is a woman who is the model Methodist. Yeah. Not a not a model woman Methodist, a model Methodist, Methodist man or woman in general, period. Yeah. She was she really was what John Wesley and his brother Charles and his right hand man John Fletcher, she was what they had in mind. Mm. Um, cre- to create the kind of culture that creates the kind of person, mm. the kind of deeply devoted person to Jesus, whose life was built on community, piety, and experiencing the Spirit, like we just read. But I wanted to note something that Em says about her, because there's a lot of there's a lot of amazing compliments and honor that he gives her, mm-hmm. but there's only one thing he says she was noted for. Again, there's a lot that he says she did a great job of, but one thing he said she was noted for was her systematizing her habits and economizing her time. Mm. And the reason why she was very systematic with her habits, and he actually goes into her schedule after that, and we don't have to get into all yeah. of that. But, you know, she'd wake up at four and then do this at five and then pray till this time and then go to service at 11 and like all of these things. She was systematic in her habits and she was economized in her time, meaning very much managed her time as effectively as she as, as she could all for loving Jesus and loving others yeah all to center her life around being with him and becoming like him and then doing what he did and i think that the testimony of her life is so timely for where so many people are today yeah because one of the things that grieves me as a pastor and i know it it does you too is that it's so often in, in our lives and in the lives of people that we pastor or people that we talk to, time management comes up a lot. Yes. And and it's very rare that I come across somebody who does not say, I'm not doing enough. I don't feel like I'm spending enough time. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm reading enough. I don't feel like I'm praying enough. Yeah. 
And then when we, and so often us as pastors, and this is something that the Lord's working with me on, so often we have insufficient answers to, to help them because we can't even help ourselves with, with this kind of issue. Because usually when someone says, I'm just not doing enough, our answer usually is, well, just, just read and pray more, just keep doing it. And eventually you'll be fine. And I just don't know if that's a good enough answer. Yeah. There's a bit of wisdom in it right. because we have to do things in spite of what our emotions yeah. tell us and in spite of what we feel. And I get that. But there's got to be a better answer. Mm. And to me, what what Lady Maxwell, with the testimony of her life, spoke so deeply to me about was that there is a better answer. Mm. And the better answer is that it's not about uh, trying to do more and trying to force that discipline but it's it's creating a structure for my life that is centered around Jesus. Yeah. And if I'm thinking how I structure my habits and how I structure my time is all about being with Jesus instead of all being about my comfort in life, my productivity in life, yeah. my chasing of the American dream, that beyond just what I'm doing, I have to change at an even deeper way the way I'm thinking about mm-hmm. spending my time with Jesus. Because you and I were talking about yesterday, and I'm, I'm about to be quiet and just say, No, 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 you're good. But you and I were talking yesterday about how so often, even you and I yes. and other people think, all right, I've got to get up in the morning, I've got to spend my time with God, and that's it. Yeah. And if I don't do it, that's it. And if I do do it, that's it. Right. And that's just not, that's not the way I see Lady Maxwell live uh, uh living her life. Yeah. It's not that that morning time's not important. It is. Mm-hmm. She wakes up at 4 in the morning for it. Yeah. But it's that all day every day rhythm mm-hmm. of living life with Jesus. Yeah. That that's that that's the perspective that I need to have. So I wanted you and I just to kind of go back and forth mm-hmm. on that and see if we can really get to some answers again, not just for other people, but even for us mm-hmm. as as how to do that and why to do that. So I want to pass it back to you with with saying that. Yeah, um, I think, and, and of course, naturally, the next word that 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 comes when it comes to time management, um, especially around Jesus, is is priority. You know, is is really understanding what the priority is. And I think that that was something that we see in Lady Maxwell's that she understood what her priority was. Yes, and the priority was. Um, and again, the way she structured her day, it it seems to me like her priority was number one, um, maintaining and deepening that connection with, with her Lord and savior. And then two, helping others because mind you, lady, lady Maxwell, she, she also opened a school and it says when I was reading about her, it says that she, she was the pretty much the sole manager and, and organizer of that school. Like she did everything with the school. She made sure everything was set up, blah, 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 this and that. On top of that, she did other acts of benevolence throughout her day and throughout her time mm-hmm. um, on this earth. And so it's like she had this just strict, this strict priority. And I wanted to, cause you know me, I'm I, like, I know what words mean, but when they when they're used in a different way, I need I need to Google it, you know. Yeah. And so I looked up the word economize or economizing, and it means to spend less or um or reduce one's expenses. <laughs> All right. And so when you think about economizing your time, 
That means spending. So naturally, if you think about it in terms of money, because mm-hmm. it said economizing your time. Yeah. When you think about it in terms of money, you're spending less on. Uh, if you're if you're trying to spend less, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna find the things that are not a priority, and yes. you're not gonna buy those things. Yeah. So when you think about time, you what we have to do is that we have to we have to figure out the things that are not a priority and not spend our time on those things mm-hmm. if we think about our our time transactionally you know we, we can we can begin to prioritize and say i don't need to spend as much time or any time on that thing because because for whatever reason i'm not i'm not doing the thing that i know i should do whether it's reading my bible prayer you know um even even having conversations that I need to have, spending time talking to my wife, spending time playing with my children, whatever it is, these things are important. These things are priorities. Um, or even ministering to our children, ministering yep. to our spouses. These are critical things. But yet I'm I'm spending time over here doing doing something that I shouldn't be doing, or or not even that I shouldn't be doing, but something that's not the most important. Yeah, something that's not a priority. So in order for me to spend more time in the place that I need to spend more time, I have to figure out where I need to spend less time. And I know that's like super like basic, but but we all need that reminder. Because you got to understand, I'm being reminded in this conversation. Mm-hmm. I told you when we started this, I'm like, I don't want to have, I don't, I don't want to have this conversation. Right. I don't want to talk about this because because I realize there's a lot of areas where I'm not economizing my time. Me too. Where I'm not spending less where where I should spend less. And so- that's that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing is that it's just priority. And when you talk about, again, I know I repeat things a lot, but economizing, it just means to spend less. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out where we need to spend less time so that we can spend more time on the things that are are the priority. I'm glad you talked about that and, and glad you looked that up because we didn't talk about that ahead of time. I didn't no. know you were going to look that no. up. I'm sure you didn't know you were going to no, look that I up. No, I didn't. And um, when you started talking about that, while I was listening to you, I started thinking, what if we viewed how we spend our time as spending money? Like, so here's what I mean. Like, let's just say that all of the time that I have for today is like holding a thousand bucks in my hand. Yeah. And I've got to, I've got to lay a bill down, you know, for every minute that I spend uh, doing something throughout the day, whatever it is. And then you've got 14 You've got 1,440 minutes. There you go. So that's how much money we have. Yeah. So we'll just say that. Yeah. So then I have to lay a bill down for that, for every every single one of those minutes. Mm-hmm. I wonder how appalled I would be. And this is a very personal thing, and, and yeah. I'm sure other people can relate. I wonder how appalled I would be at at the large stacks of money that would be given and distributed for things that aren't priorities yeah. and things that really don't matter. Yeah. And I wonder if I was to look over at the stack that has being with Jesus, that has being with him in prayer, that has playing with my daughter or changing her diaper or cooking dinner or serving my wife or giving her a foot rub or whatever it is, like how many of those minutes really are spent doing things that I know are priorities to me and, and how much of it is really spent on other things? How much is spent on my phone? Or check this, how much of it is spent me worrying in my own head yeah. about what's going on or trying right. to process through my day? I just, I wonder, and I know we talk about our phones a lot and how much time they take up, 
And I believe that. I do. And, and I recognize that even in my own life. But, but to me, one thing we don't talk about enough is how much time is lost in my own head. Yeah. That even if I'm with my family, I'm not actually present. I'm not actually there because my mind is off thinking about having three back-to-back meetings and thinking about, you know, the difficulty of them or what's coming up the next day. And it's like, I was thinking about this too, because my wife and I went on a date last night and, and it was good. It's always good for us to better get away. Um, but I found that I didn't like going on Thursday hmm. because I knew I had Friday coming up. Right. And so this whole time up until right now, I was sitting here thinking we just shouldn't go on Thursday or <laughs> the realization I'm coming to now is should I put so much value on going out that even if it's a Tuesday night right. or a Wednesday yeah. night before church that I don't care what's coming up next, that I can be so present in the moment. Um, of being myself and being with her, that um, that those things are going to be so much better and so much more special and so much more important, maybe than even. And again, it wasn't that it was a bad day. It wasn't. It just it wasn't my favorite. Mm. And I thought it was the day that that we went. Right. But I think it was my mindset. And how many of those things happen to us on a regular basis? Yeah. 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 And I agree. And I think there's. I love what you're saying about the value of time and. <laughs> I think we're reminded of this and then we forget it and then we're reminded and we forget. So, I, I mean, I know I'm needing this reminder, but I want I want you to, because I know we don't have a ton of time, but, and, and this is something that, that I think that we have to touch on before we leave this episode is, you you said something to me before we, before we started recording, um, when we were in my office, you talked about um, guilt versus grace in how we spend our time. So just mm-hmm. speak to that because I want to talk about that. And I, I, I mean, yes, cause it, it really ministered to me. So mm-hmm. I want you to just hit on that yep. and then let's just, let's just kind of like flow with that. Yep. Yeah. And well, and the reason why I said it to you is because that's what I recognized in me. This yeah. whole episode yeah. is, is coming out of you and me, our own 100%. experience in trying to economize our time and be with Jesus and and love our family. We try to manage our time more effectively or economize like the word we've been using because we feel guilty. We feel guilty that I haven't spent enough time with Jesus today. I haven't fellowshiped with the Holy Spirit enough. I haven't read my Bible enough. I haven't studied enough. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't spent enough time with my wife. I haven't spent enough time with my daughter. There's not enough time in the day, not enough time in the week. And we just, we get into this, this guilt conscious mindset where the changes we're trying to make are because like we, like you said, we feel bad. And I don't ever think the changes will take root when we do them from guilt. Mm. What we have to do is, is do them from grace. So the time that we get to spend with Jesus is an invitation. It's an invitation Mm. into life with him. And so when I stop viewing everything as a requirement, yeah. do we have to spend time with him? Yes. But viewing it less of this is a requirement, this is a homework assignment, this is something I have to do every day. No, this is something I'm invited into. Right. That it's the grace of the Lord Jesus that I get to spend any time with him at all, that I can read and understand the Bible at all, yeah. that I can that I can pray and feel assurance that I'm his child and that he's heard me and that I that I know he'll answer or that I sense his presence, all those things are invitations by the grace of God 
reconciling us with him. And that even goes into my family. It's by grace that my family is still together, that my wife and I love each yeah. other more right now than we ever have. Yeah. You know, that that our family is healthy with our daughter and put together and and we love her and all these things. All of this yeah. is an invitation into life with God in the total sense. Yeah. So I that that releases me from having to think, okay, I've I've got to get up tomorrow morning and I've got to spend time with him and it's got to be this mm. long. But if I if I wake up and I say I'm going to engage in that invitation yeah. that you've given me today by your grace. Yeah. And I'm going to do it because I love you and I know you love me. Right. That's why I want to engage mm. in this. And I think that's what's going to help us see value in our time and going to help us put it in the right places because here's the thing. As great as Lady Maxwell was with managing her time, what John Wesley wrote to her about was having to minister to her because she felt guilty. Yeah. And so he tells her, he says, you've you've been heaping on yourself affliction after affliction. You go around calling yourself the chief of sinners. You say, you say, I, I want for Jesus. I I have to have him. I, I desire to have more of him. And he said, You've got to, you've got to let yourself have the assurance that you're his child. Yeah. Like you've got to let yourself be known by him. And you've got to be aware of yourself mm. that you are that you are his and you've got to realize his love for you. So even even Lady Maxwell needed the reminder that what I'm doing, whether I'm whether I think I'm successful or whether I think I'm failing, the guilt conscious mindset is never going to produce in us. It may produce results, but it'll never produce relationship with God. Yeah, it won't. Yeah. And so even she had to be invited into that grace mindset mm-hmm. that I'm I'm here to be with Jesus because he wants to be with me. Exactly. And he's invited me into this life. And I think that's an important way to think about yeah. why we're managing our time. Yeah. And it's it's because of the grace of Jesus. Yeah. It, it, and I have to keep it all the way 100, okay? I feel as though and 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 it's so it's ministering to me so deeply because I feel like I feel like I have been living in a in a guilt mindset for far too long mm-hmm. where I because I've I've struggled with consistency mm-hmm. in certain areas whether it's prayer bible reading whatever and so in that guilt um causes me to 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 do the most <laughs> And to and to feel negative, like you don't realize that you're feeling you're you're low key feeling negatively toward these things of God. Yes, and so that that guilt mentality it goes into the very discipline that you're yep. trying to encounter. Exactly. It goes into the it goes it flows into the very experience that you're trying to have. So when I go to read my Bible, I'm 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 di- like I'm reading it. With a guilt, with a guilty mind, yep. I'm I, when I'm praying. I'm praying for the first twenty minutes, just about how guilty I feel and where and and why I haven't been doing what I'm doing. Yep. And so you live there, and you never get to the place that you want to get, or to the place that God has for you, exactly. because you're living in that guilt. And I've been like, Pastor, I've been <laughs> sorry. I'm just, Pastor. I say mm-hmm. Pastor because I. I'm I'm speaking to you as a pastor, even mm-hmm. to me. I've been there for far too long, far too long. Yeah, me too. Trying to gain some semblance of consistency, but I can't gain it because I'm 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 going to him guilty. Yep. I'm going to him as as if the blood is not enough. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to him as if as if Jesus's sacrifice and the Holy Spirit living within me and and the bold he says come boldly before the throne of grace as if I can't do that or as if I'm I, I'm not covered in that grace and it's not again we we all know that grace is not a a license for sin exactly. that's not what I'm saying right but like but here's the beautiful part and this is where I want to speak to someone else's mentality because I'm speaking to mine. And as you were speaking, I just, I felt the Holy Spirit ministering to me is that his grace is always there. Yep. His grace is always there and it's always been there because here you are, Spencer, being inconsistent, being, uh, uh, even approaching God the way that you've been approaching him, having the guilt mindset, doing everything you're doing, not praying, not reading your Bible the way that you feel like you should, all of these different things. But, but yet his grace is still there because when you begin to talk about the fact that my family's still together, the fact that I have a home, the fact that I have everything that I need, the fact that I've, I've, I've still been able to minister from a place of peace and still been able to, to really minister from a fruitful place even. Like God has still been working through me um, and, and that's a show of his grace. And so his grace has never been removed. His grace has never gone anywhere. It's been there the whole time, yep. but yet it's my mentality of guilt that that blocks me from, from that true grace and from that true experience with Jesus. Yep. And so I think it's just it's just such a revelation to me that because because here's the thing: I have this problem where where I think that because of where I've been and where I come from. I just, I, I think in the back of my mind out of guilt, especially when I'm not doing what I, what I mm -hmm. feel like I should be doing mm -hmm. out of guilt. I, I think that God is just going to snatch the rug out from under my feet. Mm -hmm. That is, that is one of my, <laughs> it's like a fear of mine and it's out of guilt that I think that, that my Lord and savior who died for my sins, who calls me his own, who knows me by name, the very hairs on my head, I, for whatever reason, and I feel like there's other people under under the sound of my voice who feel the same way that that you think that Jesus is just going to snatch the rug out from under your mm -hmm. feet because you don't you're not doing what you feel like you should be doing. Yep. But yet his grace has been with you the entire time, yep. the entire time. Yep. He's holding it all together by his grace. Mm -hmm. And so that grace has to be the motivation. And, and I'm praying right now mm -hmm. that God would give me that mentality yes. of grace, replace my mentality of guilt with a mentality of grace. Yep. I need it. Yep. I need it so yep. bad. Guilt can bring you inspiration, but it can't bring you transformation. Guilt can make you want to change, but it can't help you change. And you won't do it. Exactly. You won't do it. We won't do it. You, Only you grace will can not, help us change. You will not mm -hmm. maintain. And, you, and here's the thing. Keeping it real, you're not going to economize your time right. through guilt. No, you are. Uh, hear me when I say because I, I, I'm 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 taking an inventory right now with what I'm saying. I have not been able to economize my time, even though I've wanted to. The desire is there, but I have not been able to because. I'm I'm functioning in that in that guilt mentality. Yeah. So when you're when we're talking about time management in order to to adapt the mentality, mindset, and, and culture, heart, whatever of Jesus, we we have to I feel like that's what we needed to hit today was that guilt versus grace mentality when it comes to our time. When it yes. comes to our time. Yes, definitely. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 3 7. He says, I was made a servant of this gospel. 
by the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the working of His power. So Paul's saying, everything I'm doing for the gospel, it's only because of the grace given to me, yeah. according to the power of God that's working in me. And so when we think, again, he calls it the gift of God's grace, that every day I have the chance, because I'm a child of God, to spend time with him, to spend all day with him. It's not even that a morning routine is the only time we spend time with him. We're supposed to be with Jesus all day, all the time, and, and in every way, that we can have a sense of his presence and awareness of his love for us and of his truth all the time, because it's a gift, again, that we've been invited into by grace. I want to read over us yeah, and the people listening what John Wesley says because it ministered to me when yeah. I was reading what he says to her. I'm not going to read um, the whole the whole thing because it's it's long. And this was in a personal letter. It was a personal to, letter. That's to right, Lady Maxwell. Yep. That's correct. And so I want to um, I want to read a bit about it. Um, and it is it is going to be a paragraph, but it's not the whole the whole long thing because what he says it, it ministered to me so much, and I think it'll minister to all of us. He says, your ladyship will therefore give me leave to inquire, is the heaviness you frequently feel merely owing to weakness of the body and the loss of near relations, meaning family, talking about her husband husband and and son. He says, I will hope it is not. It might indeed at first spring from these outward pressures, but did not the gracious spirit of God strike in Mm. and take occasion from these to convince you of sin, of unbelief, and of the want of Christ? And is it not the want of this one great cause, if not the greatest, of your present distress? So he's saying the conviction, it may have started off these outward things is what has you distressed. But the Holy Spirit convicted you of your sin, which is a good thing, but you've, you've continued to let it go. And because you've let it go so far, it's become guilt, and that's what's distressing you. That's what he's telling you. He says, if so, the greatest danger is either that you should stifle that conviction, not suffering yourself to be convinced that you are at all sin the chief of sinners, or that you should heal the wound slightly, that the rest of that you should rest before you know Christ is yours, before his spirit witnesses with your spirit that you are a child of God. Listen to what he says here. My dear lady. Be not afraid to know yourself. Mm. Yea, to know yourself as you are known. Mm. How soon then will you know your advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous? And why not this day? Why not this hour if you feel your want? I beseech the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to look upon you now. O give thy servant power to believe, Mm. to see and feel how thou hast loved her. Now let her sink down into the arms of thy love and say unto her soul, I am thy salvation. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Listen, I, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that. I needed this podcast. And so, you know, um, listen, if you're, if you're listening to this, if you made it to the end of the episode, walk in grace today, mm-hmm. just walk in grace, not in guilt. Think about those things. Think about those, those habits that you're trying to implement and do. And whether it's Bible reading, prayer, uh, 
community, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But just just walk in grace, mm-hmm. walk in grace, because I know I need that. Yep, I, I'm I'm attaching myself to that word of grace, um, in, in when it comes to my time. And listen, economize your time, right? Find find what's important, find what's the priority, and and spend less, spend less of that 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 time currency on the things that are not the priority. And um, take a note from from Lady Maxwell. Uh, but listen. We love you guys. Thank you so much yep. for listening. And uh, don't forget to uh, to subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And leave a review. All right. It, it would be just such a blessing to us. But uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sign out of here. I don't even know what to say after I this. I don't either. I'm I'm gonna go to my office and weep. <laughs> <laughs> Same. But yeah, we love you guys and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace out. Peace.